What would you do if you were cursed in a past life and now haunted by a creepy disembodied hand? And nope, we're not talking about the Adams family again. All this and so much more coming up on this episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast that celebrates strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. This is episode 80. Cue the theme! Welcome or welcome back to the show. I'm Lee, your always friendly neighborhood host. In tonight's episode, we're taking a trip back to Korea for another Korean drama. This one, a 2023 Netflix drama called Destined With You. See, the name of the series just makes you want to watch it anyway, right? Destined With You is a series that explores curses, past lives, and an enduring love that transcends time. The premise of the series is unique, probably one of the most unique K-dramas I've ever seen. Hyungjo is a young civil servant, a level 9 civil servant, so the very bottom of the civil servant. So there's level 1 at the top, level 9 at the bottom, and she works for the parks department, and she seems to rub everyone the wrong way. She gets transferred to Anjou City Hall, where she ends up reporting to a man she had an accidental misunderstanding years before, and nearly ruined his career when she mistakenly reported him to the audit department for taking a bribe when it was not a bribe. Youngjo is a bit of a loner, and you find her often in the series Eating Alone. When she was in high school, she was terribly bullied by another girl, and therefore she's never really formed any lasting attachments with women or men uh, from then on out. She even drops out of school eventually after the bullying. She's lived a kind of tragic life. Her mother died in childbirth and her father died later in an accident when she was a young adult. Since then, she's lived a pretty reclusive life. Like I mentioned before, she's a bit of a loner. So when her boss requests that she go and take care of a dangerous shrine on the mountain. Jungjo is eager to prove her worth to her new boss. The shrine is considered to be haunted, and several unexplained or very uncomfortable deaths have occurred at the shrine, so she gets sent out there to take care of it. While at the shrine, she sees something that scares her, she trips and she falls. And when she falls, she's kind of out of it before she passes out, and she sees an exceedingly handsome man who she mistakes for a grim reaper before she passes out. Just a spoiler alert, he's not a grim reaper. He's just a high-powered lawyer who owns the shrine. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Shinyu, the lawyer, tells Hyungjo that if she can get the approval of the person who owned the shrine, the former owner, because it was transferred to him, if she can get the approval of that former owner, who is a shaman, who lives in a retirement community, then he's willing to go ahead and demolish the shrine. Despite Young Joe's uh, shortcomings, she's able to convince the former owner of the shrine to give her permission to destroy it. And in the destruction of that shrine, Shinyu finds an old wooden box locked by a lock that has no way to unlock it. It's just some sort of fascinating and magical lock. 
the shaman, Yunwol, tells Shinyu that the box belongs to Hyungjo. So he grudgingly gives her the box, and she spends some time trying to figure out how to open it. Eventually, the box finds Hyungjo to be a worthy person to open it, and it just sort of magically opens for her, solidifying that it did indeed somehow belong to her. In the box, she finds a book called The Spells of the Heaven. Hyungjo reads through the book, and she finds all kinds of spells for things like love spells, fertility spells, beauty spells, wealth, luck, oh, all kinds of things. Shinyu, though, wants just one specific spell to help him out. Did I forget to mention that Shinyu is cursed? Yeah, remember that creepy disembodied hand that I mentioned in the intro? That's the hand that curses him. And it keeps trying to comfort him at random times, but really, it's trying to kill him. That's just a little introduction to the story, and as you can tell, it's a unique and interesting story to get started with. I guess we can't quite go back from that story just yet. So the thing we have to, the other bit of the story that we need to bring out here is that Hyungjo decides to craft a love spell out of it. See, at the very beginning of this series, you see her go out with some of her coworkers, and there's this particular city hall employee named Mr. Kwan, who sort of has a little flirtation with Hyungjo. And because she doesn't want to be alone anymore, he's out with her friends and, and they all go out together as employees grudgingly. Everyone else who works with Young Jo doesn't seem to like her very much. They all seem to hate her because her former boss, who is now her boss again, really dislikes her. Anywho, so Young Jo confesses that she has a crush on Mr. Kwan after that night out, they're a little tipsy. And she says that and he kind of rejects her feelings. Unfortunately, someone else was videotaping the whole thing. And they posted it on the city hall intranet, which is just a hotbed of gossip. And so everyone sees her embarrassment. So Hyungjo crafts this love spell to try to get Mr. Kwan to drink it. But Shinyu drinks it instead, which I'm, I'm telling you is, is just a fantastic K-drama twist. It's just one of the best tropes there. But like I said before, it's just such a unique and a fresh premise to the series, but it's really got those really key tropes that make a K-drama such fun. Anywho, so our series sort of progresses from that point at the very beginning. Yangjo is such a fascinating character to me because she is initially when you get to know her... She is awkward, super awkward in social interactions, and she has the thing where she blushes when she's tr attracted to someone or just when she's embarrassed or things like that. So it's really hard for her to hide her emotions. And often when she tries to stand up to people, she also has that issue with blushing. So she tries to make friends, but she can come off as abrasive or persistent and super awkward in those social interactions. So it makes it hard for her to make friends. When she gets nervous, she also just keeps talking and talking and talking, which I can deeply relate to because sometimes that happens to me as well. But really, Hyungjo is just a giant softie at heart. She takes care of people. She's a great listener. She's thoughtful if people would just be willing to give her a chance. And another really interesting part about her character is her determination and that she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. 
dirty. Wow, that was a weird pronunciation of that word, dirty. (laughs) And now I've made it even more awkward. Anyway, so she is really determined to see justice done. And she handles disgruntled citizens particularly well. So a lot of times her boss and her coworkers will give her the really tricky situations, partially because they want to punish her, but also partially because she's really good at handling those things. The growth of her character is strong. At the beginning of the series, you see her as very much of a pushover. I don't know if pushover is the right word, but she she'll let someone treat her absolutely abominably and not fight back about it. She believes she's nothing. And it's just really heartbreaking to see at the beginning of the series. But as she progresses through the series and you see her confidence continue to build, she starts to see her worth, especially, and not just because of, but it, but in part because Shinyu shows her that she's not this timid little mouse. She has wonderful characteristics to her. She's kind, she's loving, she's passionate. She is just a great person, you know, deep down. She tries to help people. Anyway, she just has a a really strong character progression. She goes from being that woman who never really wanted to be seen and believing she's worthless to being confident and brave and aware of her worth and believes that she does deserve better. And and like I said, Shinyu helps her with that, but it's not just that. It's also her seeing that she deserves better. Sometimes I found her character truly infuriating with some of the choices that she made. And there were a few times when I found myself yelling at the screen, have some courage, Jo." But I think that's part of what makes you kind of fall in love with her character because she's really relatable in a lot of situations. And I related deeply to her as a character, not because I don't know my worth, but because uh, sometimes I am more willing to take the pain of something than ask for help. I tend to be a hyper independent person to my detriment sometimes, just like Young Jo. There's this Blackpink song that comes to mind when I think about that. I think the title is The Happiest Girl. And there's these two parts in the song that stand out with regard to Hyungjo and me also sometimes. The first part in that song, Jisoo sings, I can stop the tears from coming three times. I can stop the tears from coming. I can stop the tears from coming. I can stop the tears from coming. And then the chorus of the song is sung in turn by Lisa, Jenny, and Rosé. But it says... But tonight I'll be the happiest girl in the world. You'll see like it doesn't matter. Tonight I'll be the happiest girl in the world. You'll see like it never happened. Anyone who knows Blackpink knows this song is probably the best song they've ever done. And the lyrics are truly haunting and sad. But the reason why I thought of that just now is that Hyungjo often does things throughout the course of the series because she has no one to protect her and has never had anyone to protect her since her parents passed away. And she deeply wants to protect those that she cares about. But because of that, she puts a brave face on and she hides how she's really feeling and uh, even puts herself in danger to protect those around her. In stark contrast to that heavier part of her character, Hyungjo is one of the most playful, gentle, and kind characters as well. And you see that playfulness come out with Shinyu and also with other characters throughout the course of the series. You see her bringing snacks to the parks team and planting flowers with them. You see her playing and protecting Wu-Rem 
the grandson of one of the park workers managed by Hyangjo. I think he's actually the oldest park worker that works under Hyangjo. But you see her being really careful and loving with Wu Ram, and I love that. You also see her doing things like sneaking soju into the retirement home for Yunwol. Just really fun, playful things like that. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about her character. She has this really... She carries this deep heaviness with her, but she also is a really playful and gentle and kind person as well. I think one of the most powerful things that they explore in this series is the idea of agency when it comes to revenge. Now, there's a reason why revenge plot lines are super popular in a lot of shows. I mean, there was a ser- wasn't there a series called Revenge at one point? I feel like I watched like the first couple seasons of it. But uh, and I do love a revenge plot line, and there are many K dramas that are like a revenge type of plot line. And I was talking about this with a family member, but I kind of hate revenge plot lines if the person doesn't even try a little bit to rise above what happened to them and to be a better person. Throughout the course of this series, Hyungjo has every right to be furious and to hold a grudge and to go after Nahyeon time and time again, the girl who bullied her in school and continues to be just the worst person in the world. But Hyungjo shows in the series her true character and she never, ever stoops to that girl's level. And I feel like they do an incredibly good job of exploring that with this character. They explore that Young Jo can be a little morally gray in situations, but she is a, a fundamentally good person. And I absolutely love that about this series because, like I said, she has every right to go after this girl and she chooses to be the bigger person throughout the whole thing. At one point, you even see she has these opportunities to destroy this girl and she chooses not to. There's this scene where she even puts her jacket over a wildly drunk Nayeon and waits with her until her boyfriend showed up so that she wouldn't be harassed by other men around her. Hyungjo shows what a brave and strong person she was to choose the higher road, even when terrible things continue to happen around her. And I love that she also doesn't excuse the bad behavior of those around her. She's willing to tell it how it is, but she doesn't carry any ill will towards those who may have done her wrong in the past. Hyungjo overall is likely one of my favorite K-drama characters of all time, and I could probably gush about her for hours. There are some other interesting side characters in this series, as in most K-dramas, but their character development is not significant in this series. It's mostly just Hyungjo. Destined With You overall is absolutely worth a watch. It's fresh. It's engaging. It's a K-drama full of fantastical moments, excellent chemistry, and I'm telling you, excellent chemistry. Some fantastic K-drama spice. And, and you know I have to reference it as K-drama spice because it's it's spicy in the best possible way. And also it has great humor. This series does an incredibly good job of blending thriller, comedy, romance, and fantasy together into a really unique package. And you'll probably fall in love with Yongjo as well. That brings us to the episode question. If you had found the spells of the heaven... Which spell would you cast first? A love spell? A beauty spell? A cure disease spell? A fertility spell? 
Maybe the luck spell? What about a wealth spell? Would you not cast any of them? I would love to continue this conversation over on our Discord, or you can catch us on X as well, formerly Twitter. And uh, you can find those links in our show notes to join the conversation. And I, I think that's it for this episode. It was kind of a quick one, but there, you know, I just wanted to bring this series to the forefront. I'm sure if you're a K-drama fan, you've heard of it. But I think that the character of Youngjo is so unique and interesting and such a powerful character, such a strong and complex character. Just the definition of that to me. And yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful series for that. So I hope that you give it a chance. And I think that's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll catch you back here in a couple of weeks for a nerdy and festive episode. Until then, watch out for disembodied hands, choose kindness, stay nerdy, and be awesome. All right.